This is New Taku, where I talk things anime and manga. I'm not an expert or gatekeeper. I'm just a fan, trying to share my love with you. Feel free to interact with me on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. Or email me questions and requests at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Give us five whole stars on Apple Podcasts, and please subscribe and share. My name is Jim. Welcome. You know, I'm sitting around and I'm waiting and waiting patiently for all of these fall shows to show up. I think there's three more. But while we wait, I figured talk about some stuff, some stuff that's going on, talk about some manga I'm reading. And a little show that showed up this fall, but first let's start off with what I've been up to. I finished The Boys on Amazon Prime. If you're unfamiliar, it's a reality-based superhero type story. You know, the classic, the now classic, I guess it was like Kingdom Come and things like that first started it. The story of what happens to real people when exposed to a world of superheroes. Um, Streaming on Amazon Prime, it's awesome. Uh, it's an obvious, but almost like bash your head on, you know, bash your, bash, get bashed on the head with a hammer, uh, take on modern America. You can just, uh, take anything that they talk about heroes or supers or supervillains or villains and just put modern day problems in the United States and issues and just swap that out. Uh, it is very good. Uh, I've talked about it before. Amazon Prime got a uh, bad review bombed because, Fanboys were very upset that they couldn't stream it all at once. It came out episodic. I uh, got a little bit behind by a couple episodes. I've caught up this weekend. Excellent show. Nutaku ranking. I say it's must-watch, regardless if you're a superhero fan. If anybody's a listener, they know that I'm not a big fan of superheroes in general. Uh, in particular, like the you know Batman's, Robins, Superman, X-Men, whole thing. That whole universe. Avengers. I don't really do that. But this show has, it's violent, warning, not for kids, or unless you're really cool, like I was as a parent. Still am, my kid's still alive. Uh, 
It's uh, violent, it's uh, action-packed, but it's mostly story-heavy, and um, yeah, I think we're getting a season three. I'd be okay if it wrapped up with season two, but I think we're still getting a season three. It's, it's very good, very good. You won't need to like superheroes. It applies to everything. It's a very good show. So I went through some news, and you know when I do the news here, I try to find stuff that I'm interested in, and hopefully you will also be interested in. So here's a couple of items that popped out to me. So first up, uh, Alita Battle Angel, the film. Uh, James Cameron produced, Robert Rodriguez directed, I believe. Uh, it may be back in theaters. So it's got a little caveat. Well, since due to, uh, you know, since COVID-19, uh, most theater chains have are still closed. Uh, but the theater chain Cinemark is still plan on, planning on sh to show the film. Um, it was originally supposed to be re-released uh, re during this holiday, Halloween weekend. Uh, they are planning to still show it. I don't know if that's legal or not. We'll see what happens. If it ends up going nationwide, if it's not just localized to areas that have less restriction, Philadelphia is one of the places that's pretty strict, then I could see other chains jumping on board maybe, maybe AMC, stuff like that, but... Go support Alita Battle Angel. Go listen to our review of Alita Battle Angel back in the archives. I think it's from August. But support it by buying the Blu-ray or renting it. I will not tell anyone to go risk their parents or grandparents' lives to go see a movie. It is very good. If you're an anime fan, you will love it. It is very life action live action anime recreation it's probably one of the best ones if not the best one go check it out at home all right so this is from the anime news network funimation and anaplex of america have announced at their new york comic-con metaverse panel for the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba series that they will screen the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba the movie Mungin Train, also known as Kimetsu no Yaiba, Mungin Reisha. It's a film. It'll be in theaters in North America in early 2021. I would imagine limited release. Usually they do a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, with one day being subs and the second day being dubbed. Uh, the film will open in Japan on October 16th, which I believe is Thursday? No, it's three days from now. Yes, it is. Wednesday, Thursday. And uh, the anime will begin screening in all 38 IMAX theaters in Japan on the same day. So I would expect IMAX in the United States, maybe? The film will be the first Japanese film opening this year to screen in IMAX theaters. Congratulations. Uh, theater goers will receive a Rengoku Volume Zero manga, which I don't know what that is, but it's by the same guy that did Kimetsu no Yaiba. So, cool stuff. Also from the Anime News Network, this is a big point for me. Netflix announced that it will stream the Godzilla Singular Point anime series globally in 2021. Atsushi Takahashi, who did the Blue Exorcist film, the Doremon movie Kachikochi, Nobita's Great Adventure in the Antarctic, and Ride Back, is directing the series at Bones and Orange. Orange is a very good uh, animation studio, a CG animation Check out Beastars, so that's pretty cool. Uh, they are collaborating to combine hand-drawn and CD animation styles. Intriguing. 
Japanese science fiction novelist To Enjoy. He did The Empire of Corpses, which I've never read, is supervising and writing the scripts in his first television project. Kazue Kato, creator of the Blue Exorcist manga, is drafting the original character designs. Cool. Eiji Yamamori. He did. He was a key animator on Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, and The Wind Rises. He is designing the Kaju monsters. Okay, I'm on board with that. Very exciting stuff. I'm a Godzilla fan. I like all form of kaiju. Good stuff. Exciting times. Netflix, don't blow it. So I figured I would go back and, uh, you know, uh, if you want to go and listen to our manga episode from about a month ago, I figured I would give an update on some of this stuff. Um, I'm going to start off with the stuff from the Shonen Jump app. As we've mentioned before, we are not paid by Shonen Jump, but we would love to be. I'd love to make some free money from Shonen Jump. Uh, so basically you pay them like two or three dollars a month and you get updates on your phone or tablet or whatever device or whatever you want to use and you get access to the entire catalog which is awesome. Uh, so it's you get a base and you can get digital copies of the um, weekly magazine Shonen Jump, weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, for people who don't know what Shonen Jump is, think of it as like a magazine with about five different stories in it, every, and it comes out every week. Basically a comic book. People pick it up in stores, the Combini, convenience store, 7-Eleven. So here's a couple of titles that I was reading that have ended and or were canceled. One was Burn the Witch, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And um, another one was Time Paradox Ghost Rider, which ended suddenly... So I'm going to assume it was canceled. Uh, I wasn't really into it. Um, so I, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend going back to read it. It was recommended to me and I checked it out for a little bit and it got a little intriguing because I, you know, it had a kind of, uh, Steins Gate thing to it, but then it got really silly and then it just ended. And the way that it ended makes me think that it was canceled. There were, and it was heavy in how great Shonen Jump is and the wonders of Shonen Jump and, advertising you're reading a book in shonen weekly shonen jump that's telling you how great weekly shonen jump is like what am, what was i reading so here are the continuing titles that i'm still reading so like i said go back and listen to the manga episode from like about a month ago if you want more complete reviews of these uh first up is in no order whatsoever let's see if i did them in oh i accidentally did them in alphabetical order wonderful no preference here first up is ghost reaper girl uh, it's drawn, it's created by Akihisa Akeda, who did Rosario plus Vampire. Um, it's not great. It's kind of creepy. I could drop it at any moment. Basic premise is that it's a girl who has a power to draw weapons out of herself. Uh, there's two guys who are monsters that, one's a vampire, one's another kind of monster, some kind of spirit. And they are attracted to her because she looks like a little girl even though she's 30. Mm, not great. Not great. It is violent, though. I definitely could drop it at any moment. It's not exactly something I like look forward to reading. And it doesn't come out regularly every couple of weeks, so I could easily see myself being like, meh, I'm reading something else now. Alright, a book that's pretty good, but it's kind of losing me now is uh, Kaiju Number 8 by Noya Matsumoto. Uh, it's spinning its wheels at this point. It's about a team of people 
that protect Tokyo from monsters, giant monsters. Uh, the character is Kafka, real subtle with that name. Uh, he has made the monster extermination team. There were a couple of half issues, but over the last month, I don't think there's been much story development. It's kind of just, there was like a training arc for a little bit, which wasn't very long. It was like two issues, and then it's kind of, they've been floating in limbo while fighting monsters. I'm hoping we get a little bit more juice in that title. And here's the much-hated Mashal, Magic and Muscles, by Hajime Komoto. Uh, think Basic premise, think Harry Potter meets One Punch Man. It's funny enough to keep reading for the gags, the um, puffs. He eats puffs, cream puffs. It's funny enough. Uh, fuck the haters, seriously. Now, here's a good one. Mori King by Tomohiro Hasegawa. So we got a comedy based, uh, it's about a family that's invaded by humanoid insects. And by humanoid, I mean they basically are humans with like antenna, occasionally wings. And they're all fighting to try to become the king of beasts. But Mori King, who is a rhinoceros beetle, I believe, he uh, is beating them all. It is very cute. It is genuinely funny. It is silly as hell. Lots of, per not, not etchy jokes, but lots of jokes that... The bug men show up fit and naked, so they must be perverts, and they call the police on them or call their parents and stuff on them to get them arrested. Very cute and funny. I recommend that one. It's don't expect too depth to it, too much depth to it. It is a cute and funny book. And last on the list, something everybody knows: One Punch Man by One and Yusuke Murata. We've had a lot of splash pages recently. Uh, one thing that One Punch Man does is that it disappears for weeks, maybe like a month, and then it just starts banging out issues. I don't know if One and uh, Murata-san, they like, build up a collection of them and then release them all at once. But yeah, we've been getting a lot of splash pages. And, but the problem is, is that the story has been the same for probably three months now. They're still trying to get out of the Monster Association's basement. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, if it wasn't so damn good looking, I probably would have stopped reading this a long time ago and just waited to read them all at once instead of waking, waiting week to week. But there are some new things that popped up in the show and jump app. So here's the new stuff that I started reading. One is Our Blood Oath. It's by Kazu, Kakazu. Basically vampire brothers. One's a vampire. The other one is like conscripted to him. I think they're vampires. They have like a, he's conscripted to him. He's the older one. Uh, and they meet a girl and they're fighting monsters. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I think it's legit. The fifth one came out the other day. It's fine. I'm still reading. Uh, high school family, Kokose Kazoku. So here's your story. A whole family, including the family cat, which is very cute, are accepted to high school. And in the process, they embarrass their son. It's cute. It's funny enough. Um, it's not really that funny, though. It's kind of like, ha. Huh. But the mom learning to read a bike was pretty adorable. I'll stick with it. It's pretty. It's absolutely inoffensive. Next is pa uh, Phantom Seer. It's by Togo Goto and Kento Matsura. So it's a high school, of course. Uh, there's a shaman boy, and he's commanded by his powerful shaman sister because there's a society of shamans to protect this girl who has the power to attract evil spirits. The book looks great. The story is okay. Um, 
that's all I got. It is six issues in, seven issues in. We'll see where we get after that. Um, the art itself is it's pretty damn good. The monsters look cool. It's keeping me around. All right, now the last thing that I've started. It isn't new. And I've read the entire, or I've watched the entire anime. Claymore by Yobihiro Yagi. Basically, your story is a medieval fantasy where human hybrids called Claymore, they uh, hunt man-eating monsters in human form. They're hiding and eating people in human form. Now, I'm about, I'm pretty, I'm blowing through it pretty quickly. I think I'm about 17 issues in. It has great art. Think Berserk with that pencil style. Very cool. Uh, it has a good story, and I've been blowing through it. Um, not at the record pace that I read Gantz, but I'm still reading it pretty fast. And like I said, I watched the entire anime, so I know where it's going. I'm looking for... But I haven't watched the anime in years. I haven't watched it since it came out. So I'm looking for, like, maybe some twists that weren't in the anime, hopefully. Don't spoil it for me, anyone. It's new to me. Now, here's the hard copy analog books that I know the old people read. I can't believe people still read this stuff. They pay for bucks. They're 15 bucks a piece. I have a couple that I haven't cracked into yet. Um, this is what I've started or fi finished a complete first Takoban. The first one up, and I finished this, is Hell's Paradise. Jigokuraku. That's all capitals. By Yuji Kaku. Uh, it's an Edo-era story. So we have an invincible ninja who is trying to die. Uh, but he and a, he's jailed, and he and a group of dangerous killers are tasked by force to travel to something called the other side, which is basically this, uh, let's think, a paradise island. And they're in search of a formula which I think gives immortality. Uh, the shogunate who's sending them has assigned each killer with an executioner in case they decide to bail out. Now, this is an older book. It's an older title. But it just came out by Viz Media. I grabbed it. It is pretty good. It's a straightforward adventure. There's lots of violence and gore. Uh, there is some feel-good moments, but when it comes down to it, this is a group of psychopathic killers. We have a you know, black widow who murders her, the men she has sex with, and some cannibals and you know it's some crazy people but it, it, it's a pretty damn good story so far once again i've only read one book and the other book i got was koi monogatari love stories which i think monogatari means stories i don't know if koi means koi doesn't mean ski daisuke i don't know uh koi monogatari by toru tagura so basically it's high school boys in love and the pain and loneliness of hiding your sexuality at least that's what i got so far it's my first uh, delve into boys' love manga. It's a good premise. We have lots of pretty boys. The story hasn't really done it for me yet, so much so that I'm only like two-thirds through the book, and I've had it for about a month. I have, I'm not really, like I'm reading through it. I'm hoping that something happens. Nothing's really happening. Basically, one boy is queer, and his friend realizes it, or a kid that's not necessarily his friend realizes it. So he's having issues coming out. He won't tell his best friend. But this other kid knows, which there might be some attraction there. I don't know. The story isn't really hooking me yet. But it looks really good. But I mentioned Burn the Witch earlier. And here we go. I watched 
It came out in October 1st, I believe. October something, 1st of October. Burn the Witch. It's streaming on Crunchyroll. There's three episodes. It was originally released in theaters as a film in Japan. The studio is Colorido, who did Whisk A Whisker Away. Go listen to our review of A Whisker Away and Penguin Highway. The director is Tatsuro Kawano. He did everything on a bunch of shows. Penguin Highway, Boruto, Kill Luck Kill. The source of the manga by Taite Kubo, who you may know from Bleach. I'm also going to tell you something a little bit later that I'm a little ashamed to admit. But Jones. Action, fantasy, magic, shonen. As you heard, I said weekly shonen app. Shonen is a marketing term directed at a young male audience. So here's your synopsis. Historically, 72% of all the deaths in London are related to dragons, fantastical beings invisible to the majority of the people. While unknown to most, some people have been standing up to these dragons. Only inhabitants of Reverse London, who live in the hidden reverse side of London, can see the dragons. Even then, only a select few become qualified enough as witches or wizards to make direct contact with them. The protagonists of the story are witch duo Noel Nihashi and Nini Spangkoli. They are protection agents for Wing Bind, or WB, an organization for dragon conservation and management. Their mission is to protect and manage the dragons within London on behalf of the people. Now, like I said earlier, I read the manga. Uh, in the original one-shot, so there's a one-shot, and I think it's a three-part manga, three- or four-part manga. And the plan was, I think, for them both to coincide. I don't know if it was affected by COVID-19. It was, they were supposed to come out together. But in the original one-shot, the one character, Noel, was drawn as a very attractive girl, very pretty. But the, by the official first issue, she must have gone through a growth spurt or puberty, although I think they're out of high school, because her boobs are now huge. So expect boob jokes, including a very creepy one where the guy they are protecting, this guy Balgo, who is so annoying, talks about grabbing them, which is ugh, creepy as hell. Okay, so this is pretty much scene for scene with the manga, so let's talk about the anime. The animation is awesome. It looks great. The dragon design is cool. The explosions are cool. The flying physics are awesome. Uh, but that being said, there is a lot of stuff unexplained. And I have talked before that I had lapses in fandom. And usually, you know, we could say it's because of various states of mind and location in my part. But uh, that being said, Bleach fans, this may disappoint you. I have never read or watched Bleach and if I haven't said this before, this show directly ties into Bleach. So much so that Burn the Witch, in the final scene, some of the letters are read it out to read Bleach. I know, you're disappointed with me. Uh, I could put down Claymore and read it if I must. Uh, question is, listeners, am I missing stuff because of this? I do want to know more about Reverse World. Does Reverse World exist in the Bleach universe? Also, when they put up dragon barriers, can people in front London see the barriers? I have a hard like, the difference. The, the, there's a thing where I don't know what people that live in reverse London and front London, what the difference is. 
Because it seems like there's people around and people are just hanging out and taking pictures of people. And I don't know. Also, Balgo was pretty tough to deal with. He's annoying and I said gropey. And in the final scene, spoiler alert, I mean, there's no real spoiler. Why would Noel hug this creep at the end? He had just said he was going to grope her. Also, speaking of Noel, can we get her a witch coat that fits better? I'm not one to tell a woman to dress a certain way, but uh, that girl needs a tailor. There is no way she wasn't splitting that thing or popping buttons while fighting dragons. So, your Nutaku ranking. It's all good, man. Great animation. I have lots of questions I'd like to answer, which they did a good job of addressing in about 75 minutes worth of show. But I still have many more. And I'd like to watch more because I cared about the characters. I really liked Nini, the part-time idol witch, the partner to Noel. I thought she was pretty cool. Uh, you could throw Balgo off a cliff. That guy's brutal. Why anyone? I mean, maybe that's why I like Nini so much. She just was kicking him and abusing him at all times. So there you go. It's all good, man. Good news. Taite Kubo is going to write some more of the manga, and there will be a season two, quote-unquote season two. I don't know if it's going to be a full season or if it's going to be another three-episode arc. And I am inspired to go read and watch Bleach. In particular, read it. It would be faster for me to read it than to watch it. So maybe I'll go back and watch read some Bleach, just so I'm informed. Who wants to be spoiled? I want to be informed. It's research, people. So we'll call this what it is. I'll be honest with you. It's a time filler episode. Why do I say that? It's because the draft is next. I will be recording the draft as soon as I've watched everything. I think I still have two days for the last show to drop. And I'm going to try to make the winter 20, the official Utaku Winter 2020 watch list under 15 shows. But there's legit 35 shows streaming. There's a carryover in Fire Force. And Attack on Titan is coming back. Attack on Titan was announced to air its first episode on December 10th, I believe. I probably should have mentioned that in the news, but here you go. Here's your here's your update. Uh, beep, 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 news alert. So, I may have to take Attack on Titan and spin it into winter of 2021. We'll see what happens. If I remember correctly, last year, or two years ago, when Attack on Titan aired, it also aired before the new year, which was still during the fall season, and then it just carried over and it had a couple of weeks off. I remember correctly but I think I might just spin that into winter we'll see what happens when we get there but as soon as every single show has aired at least one episode I will record our draft and we will have our new Taku fall 2020 watch list which of course every show is available for is can win awards the coveted awards and those winners go against the winners summer spring and winter of 2020 to name the best show of 2020. There's also some other stuff that's going to be added in there. Some shows that were streaming on Netflix in particular that just popped up out of nowhere and I had to blow through. You know, what are you going to do? But everything's showing. We had a very, very skinny, thin slate of shows in summer and everything showed up. Fall, thank you very much. COVID-19 once again.
fucking us up. So there you go. Thanks for joining me again this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast. Send questions and show requests. The email is nutaku2019 at gmail.com and I'll talk about all of them on the air. Our theme song is Mass of Fermenting Dregs with the song After the Speed on their album World is Yours. Listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. And give out those big, fat, five-star review. Give it to us on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show climb the rankings. We only have ten reviews. Let's make it twenty. I know many people are out there listening. Please subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jim. And do your best. Try to get through COVID-19. We're almost there, people. Wear a mask. Don't go see Alita Battle Angel in theaters. Buy the Blu-ray or DVD. Rent it at home. Gone butter.